Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. With Audible, you get over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Sign up today. Welcome back to the almighty return of the Super Nerd Pals. We're back with episode 143, which is also our Avengers Infinity War spoiler cast. And who who is that fourth voice on the on the track right now, Andy? Hi, uh, my and name's Sad Gaderski. Whoa, Stan! <laughs> what happened? Your voice is Stan, so you sound like you're getting sick there, buddy. <laughs> So uh, Stan's actually currently going to see the movie while we are recording this right now. So he got replaced with Zach. Stan, this is all your fault. (laughs) Stan's out of the podcast. Maybe, maybe, maybe this wasn't Stan's fault. Maybe Zach got a hold of his Infinity Gauntlet. Snapped his fingers and made this happen. Oh my god! Okay, Zach. Okay. Anything Zach. is possible in good old New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should jump right into things. Okay. I would love to start with my initial reaction, which is we have some shit to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And I literally mean some shit because like my face. Matter. Uh, yes. yes. All of it. Because alien. That is alien or. <laughs> Watching this movie, I went from first there. I don't think I've ever sat through a movie in the MCU that was quite the emotional roller coaster as this particular. Well, this this movie, this movie from start to finish was fucking intense as like I don't know, like nonstop action. Mm -hmm. It was insane. It went by so fast, and on top of that, they like did this thing where they brought you into these moments and you were laughing and you were having a really good time and you kind of forgot about what was really going on and then they brought you back to the depressing shit and they did it so well. But, but, oh, FYI for the listeners, this is literally a spoiler cast. If you have not good seen <laughs> Infinity War, turn the shit off. This is the last uh-huh. time we're going you to would, say this. You would, you would think with A, the title, on, yes. on the clip... Me, me calling it a spoiler cast I and seeing just... this, someone will still manage to be like, why did you spoil the movie for me? Exactly. So this is literally your last warning. Yes. You cannot get mad at us for spoiling the movie after this last warning. Full if you're still spoilers. here, it's your fault. Yes. Exactly. Okay, on that note, go. go. What but... the fuck happened at the end of that movie? All, all <laughs> the sadness. Nothing happened at the end of that movie. <laughs> I was Absolutely in tears. Nothing. I like, so, there were people I had, yep. I'll be honest, only one of my expectants actually died. 
everybody like else i i woo, by the end of this movie i was in tears like rolling down my cheeks i i the napkins were wet and disgusted i was a fucking wreck so... i'm going to agree with everything you said up until that because <laughs> all the, the emotional roller coaster the action it didn't feel like two and a half hours it was so great but the end bit where everyone fluttered away that had zero emotional impact on me because of the characters that all went away if 90% of the Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't gone away. If only like one or two of them had gone, I would have been like, oh shit. If Spider-Man hadn't gone away, but like you saw Ned going away, I'd be like, oh shit. But well, we already know there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We already know there's a Spider-Man Homecoming. So obviously they're going to come back. And, and Black Panther no, 2 was no. confirmed. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I don't Black think Panther it's been confirmed, but you know, with how insanely successful Black Panther that. was, they're not going to have T'challa just go away. It's like, yeah, Disney, we don't like money. So Black but Panther. Here's the thing, like, though, is you I mean, could easily cheat that with this. Any movie that comes out after, well, if it comes back after the second half of this, then that's mm. a different story. But if anything was coming out between now and then, it is so fucking easy for them to just write it off as something that ha happened before the giant shit show. Yeah, yeah. that's very oh, true. Sure, sure, sure. That's and why it's convenient really that like Captain money, Marvel... There's your fucking sequel. That's where everything falls into it. So, But if it um, takes place after the fact, it completely undoes this entire film. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I think it's convenient that Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s because it's not taking place now in the yeah. middle of all this shit. It's 15, 20 years ago. And Ant-Man the Wasp is the only big question for me right now because that's coming out between Avengers 3 and Avengers 4. And what's happening there? What timeline is that? Is that between Civil War and Avengers 3 or what? So Right. There, there's yeah. a lot of room here for them to n write everyone back in, like keep everyone in the universe without I mean, undoing Infinity there's, War. There's a, way, sure. there's a way completely that they could have written Ant-Man and Wasp to follow the storyline of Avengers Infinity War Part 1 mm -hmm. and made it so that, like, Ant-Man and Wasp are on their own adventures, and at the end yep. of the movie, like, Wasp disappears. And That's Ant exactly like, what I was expecting to happen. Fuck? That so, is exactly what I was expecting to happen. Either Hank Pym or Wasp. Yeah. Um, I fully would have expected Scott, to be honest with you, because they had could, Scott could be, yeah. Squirreled away because of their families and their kids. One of them has to fuck off. And actually, yeah. that's that'd be a great call if they had Scott go away because that would give the Wasp a more meaningful role going forward in the next one. That's also very true. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been trying to break down how Infinity War was gonna go down in my head for I don't know, oh, maybe like man. five that is years. Really five, like five. Add on an extra since, two. Come on, we Thanos at the end of Avengers. Basically. So, and this movie legitimately had the same exact structure I figured was going to happen. Because once, once I found out that this movie was going to be in two parts, I was like, all right, so the first part is obviously going to be Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones yeah. and whooping the Avengers ass at every fucking yeah, it corner. Was go I think it was always going to be the Empire Strikes Back. It's just like, it's yeah. just like, 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 and... It's like what, like what, Thanos throughout like what uh eighteen something movies. He's just like sitting on his throne, just just lazily like letting his lackeys do the work, and he's like, "Well, I gotta do shit myself now." 
and he, he grabs the gauntlet. I think it was the end of... I think it was one of the post credit scenes where he's like, I'll do it myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah. So I think that that was a given. Like, um, And with, all, with a lot of the marketing, you know, it was very ominous. It's like, oh, yeah, um, like, um, it just... It just seems seems so grimdark. It's like, what? Are we watching a DC movie? What's going on? And then, well, that that was something my wife pointed out when we got out. She said, like, that was so dark. Like, we both outwardly laughed several times, but she said, like, in general, MCU movies, she'd be fine with our two year old being in the room while we watch. You know, she'd be fine with her watching them, but she would not let her watch this mm-hmm. because it was so grim and dark. Mm-hmm. It really it was. Held, it was. It still held the MCU classic charm, though, which is great. Yeah. Like, they can make it dark and meaningful and uh emotional without it dc grimdark (laughs) yeah except my friend did point out that with everyone that has fucked off the original avengers from the first movie are left yeah yeah granted we don't know the state of hawkeye which is why i think it'll be scott uh, um, we also we also have a minus one because Nick Fury isn't. Well, yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't on the battlegrounds at the Battle of New York. He was no, you know, but he was he was like pulling the Avenger strings. Well, well yeah, I consider him as like I a don't, main Avenger. I don't. Um, I, I'm with. But Ryan. we have the core of all of that left, so obviously they did that for. Well, it's l- let's be honest, like 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 in comic books and comic book movies. <laughs> They're always second acts. Even if there's like a third act and even if there's a conclusion, there's always going to be a second act into the next big conflict. So, uh, my like like Zach said before, the like the some of the big players that that bite bit the dust. You know, you had Panther, you had Spidey, Literally. and you had Guardians, which and they're all confirmed for sequels. Well, not not Panther, but Panther made so like a billion dollars. There's no yeah, way yeah. that Disney would be like, no, well, well, we it's it's canon. Russo Brothers did it, so sorry guys. <laughs> um, so what it's obviously gonna set up is like in Avenger Finney War Part Two or whatever. They're gonna call it. It doesn't have a title, but no, actually, uh, allegedly, it's Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, see, allegedly, I heard a different. I heard a different rumor. I heard that they're not releasing the ti- the official title because it's a spoiler. Um... Yeah, yeah, that's what they they said that a few months ago. They were they hadn't released well... the official title for Avengers four because the spoiler for Infinity War. <laughs> Literally today, I read a an article saying, "Oh, I've got a legitimate source," quote unquote, saying. That the name of Avengers Four is going to be Avengers Endgame, and allegedly they had this title a week ago before it made before the movie came out. And in the movie, Strange is talking to Stark about something and says something about the Endgame. And so there's a little bit of credence to the claim, but I, I'm not taking it as gospel. It's just that's the rumor that's out right now. I I do want to say, out of all the people that Ryan said had like not meaningful deaths. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, I teared up when Spider-Man was dying. Mm. That's sure, sure. Yes. Yes. That, that I'll give you that. That's the most oh. broke my heart. Uh, so, so, it broke me. So, so two things. I, I had a friend so, sitting next to me, and she starts unintelligible screaming. <laughs> oh my so, god! Yes. Because I sat there, I was just like, "Oh my god, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's." A, I was, and I was. No, what makes that? What makes that even worse is that Peter has the spider sense. He knew he was dying. Like. Everyone else, it just happened. But Spider-Man, like, he knew. He fucking knew what was happening. And on top of that... He was on top of that... <laughs> him saying, 
I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Broke more heartstrings for me as a Doctor Who. Yeah. Tough doctor system. Yeah. But <laughs> just all of that. There was just too many emotions going on. And then Benedict Cumberbatch, who will always hold a special place in my heart. Just like I, I was dead. I was. I. You had to like peel me out of my seat nice. after that. Motorette. And and I thought. I thought Black Panther's general was gonna die because so did the, I. Words, the words he said to her, and I was like, "Oh, well, she's obviously gonna die." And then I see him fading away. No! Like, no! <laughs> if if so... Koi had gone, that would be another way that I would believe it more, like that they were coming because she's the general. She's not Black Panther. She's still super important, but at the end of the day, she's more expendable, yeah. and that would make me think, "Oh shit!" So, and my whole thing is like, yeah, they showed us a bunch of superheroes being torn away and not like any like insignificant characters and that's just to show you that like they couldn't take on thanos with all of these people yeah now they're gonna have to take on thanos with like half of these people yeah the leftovers the i yeah. think i think Beast. my biggest mind fuck not my biggest mind fuck but one of my mind fucks for this movie where i i remember discussing this with my girlfriend afterwards i was i was just horrified and just angry that they killed black panther because i said that is the most bullshit thing i've ever seen because each one of these motherfuckers with the exception of spider-man who whose death broke my heart for totally different reason have gotten at least two or three movies this motherfucker mm -hmm. was a revolutionary one of the biggest grossing movies in this universe and you fucking murdered him before he had a sequel and i know that they say that there's a sequel coming but like i said there's a very easy way to fit it in to it existing before assuming he doesn't come back in some way. See, sure, see, sure. Um, you know, this is, this is comic books. So people never stay dead. You know, lo yeah. like in, in, in comics well, world, know, Wolverine, Wolverine Logan, he was like, he was iced. And then he came back yeah. after like a publication period of like five years. After five years, Logan's back. Oh, hey, Logan, what up? So I have and, a um, So my whole thought, like back to what I thought was the plan for for um, Infinity War one and two. Yeah, was the first one. I knew that they were gonna kill off a bunch of. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know who it was. I didn't give a fuck who it was. <laughs> and. I knew they were just gonna like kill off all these people and be like, here's the Avengers, now you have half of them. And... I thought they were going to kill a few, including at least Tony or Steve. Mm -hmm. Now, we know, so we know, because um, it's public knowledge, that um, the guy that plays Captain America, uh, I forget his name, why am I playing? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I am um, Steve. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. I'm yeah, fucking yeah. cracked. That was so up. good. That was so funny. <laughs> that was literally. I have that on, in my notes as my favorite line. <laughs> uh, so I, actually, I, I actually have notes it, on a favorite it, line it, as well. I, I, my favorite line was "You big green asshole." <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. So, so I think that for the second part, they're gonna like take on Thanos, and you saw how they like tried to take the the infinity gauntlet off of like thanos mm -hmm. yes so i think they're gonna find a way to successfully do that and bring back the rest of the marvel universe that they killed and then they're okay. gonna collectively beat thanos but i think in the end somehow steve rogers is gonna die see i thought so i so in my canon head canon 
Steve Rogers de- should have definitely died. Uh, so Bucky, as the White Wolf, could have t- take take up, take up the mantle as the next Cap. That's what I think is going still going to happen. Yeah, but uh, I don't uh, don't get me wrong. Like like uh, Bucky saying Steve and like and and he's like oh, he's but and, and like but Chris, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be more powerful if um they bring Bucky back to life and in this battle. Captain America dies, and Bucky is the one to lead the team to. Success. Oh yeah, he like picks up he picks up the shield, just just as like and just like fucking he just like charges battle cry uh, runs in. So before that, we have to have the moment though, don't we, where uh, Tony returns the star shield to Cap? Oh, mm. absolutely! Yes, yes. I have yes. that moment, right? Okay. Just because I'm not sold on his little arm guard shields from Wakanda, like I, oh, listen, it's listen, it's not great. It's, well, it's Wakanda, Wakanda but... got some badass technology. Oh, sure. And I'm pretty sure that shield is probably in some way, shape, or form better than his shield. Oh, I. However, uh, he did words, not throw uh, a fucking shield once, mm-hmm. and I was dissatisfied with that. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> from from a practical standpoint, absolutely. But from the standpoint of a fan who wants to see Cap with a shield, <laughs> the, re- the the reunion has to happen. Yeah, when he said somebody get this man a shield, I was like, oh! oh. And, and I don't know about for you guys, but for me, it was a huge moment when Groot made Thor's oh, like, dude, that was so emotional. out of his arm. Because I, I really like that because Groot had been useless up until yeah, that Yeah, he'd been such a, such a diva. And then it's like, holy shit, Groot, you're fully restored. That was a yeah. that was a pro move. It was awesome. Yeah. So going in, I had expected Loki to die, okay. Cap to die, mm-hmm. and Vision to die. And yeah, I was that was the one guarantee. Well prepped. I was like, these are the people who I think is gonna die. Fine. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared for <laughs> anybody else after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was literally shook to my core. Now here's where I disagree with Andy on what I think is going to happen in the next one. Because, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, especially you, Andy, because you're like literally fresh from seeing it. But in all of my grand emotional states yesterday, I swear at the end of that movie, Thanos did not have the Infinity Gauntlet well, it's, anymore. That's really cr- cr- as uh, uh, after he used his kill half the universe it's powers snap. like the gauntlet lo- looked like cracked and like messed up yeah, yeah. so i'm wondering if it, there. It, it, it went all the way up his arm like it, it's completely useless now i think what will come into play especially because thor is still alive and has survived is the fact that we've already seen they showed it to us and i have to think that it they showed it to us when thor went the forger played by peter dinklage you yeah, saw yeah, yeah. a mold or a secondary infinity. I think that was the original mold. That was the original mold. And then in but Asgard, I'm... but then now Asgard's destroyed. There was a fake or like a like a like a yeah, copycat yeah. Uh, gauntlet in, in the vault room. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that has to that has to play into it somehow so, in the so show. Well. Ryan is Man. right to one extent. There are two Infinity Gauntlets. I was going to say, one of the directors confirmed in an interview a while back when someone asked about, it was before Ragnarok came out, because people were like, oh, what about the gauntlet on uh, Asgard that we've seen in Thor 1? And before they'd retconned that as a fake, one of the directors said in an interview there that there are two Infinity Gauntlets, one for each hand, I think. One for left hand, one for the right hand. 
I'm not sure if that's accurate or if it's just two for the same hand. But they said there are two Infinity Gauntlets out there. Yeah, there are absolutely so, two Infinity Gauntlets. So if that's the case, what happens? I I don't know. We don't know it. I mean, they didn't have their shiny glow at the end of the movie. And well, they still have their powers because after uh, it had that like vision of uh, Thanos in that like big pool after he snapped his fingers, you know, it, it came back and Thor still had the axe through his chest. And then he like oh, and then went he teleported through space. Yeah, yeah he yeah, teleported right. through the space. So he still no, uses. I know, but what and, he, is like... and he also revived his planet to what it used to be. Did he? Was that was that? Yeah, that that's where he was at. He or was, was that a different planet? planet? I I wasn't quite sure. Because I, I don't was, remember that. No, so the it's whole been like four days since I've seen it, so it's a bit hazy. So the whole all right. So you know when he's on um planet Titan and he yes. shows them what Titan used to look like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, in the end, where you see Thanos again, like coming out of that cave, Thanos had said earlier that like after he receives the Infinity Gauntlet. He's gonna watch the sunrise on his planet again. Oh, and at the end, that's what you see him doing. Okay. You see him watching the sunrise. Here's well, why I'm I probably... seeing it again in like three days, so I'll watch out for that. Here's here's why I probably missed that. When we went to go see, there was an entire group of people that were with us online that seemed very nice and whatever that were sitting behind us during this movie that were talking the entire time. Uh, oh, there were parts of the movie where people were characters were talking. And I missed parts of the dialogue because I heard them behind them. And one guy was like shushing one of the girls and she was like, don't tell me to shush. And it was this whole fucking thing. Wow, so I never talk in the theater. It was Wakanda had I fucking heard that. Part. Uh, yeah. I have every. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I have wanted to see several MCU movies the second time cinemas, but because of my busy schedule, busy life, and how expensive it is to go to the movies, I just can never justify going to see it a second time. I'm like, I'll just wait till it's on DVD Blu-ray. But this is the first one since, <clears throat> excuse me, since Avengers 1 that I'm actually going to see again. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I think that speaks volumes. I, I do have to say another like heartbreaking moment was seeing Scarlet Witch destroy the Infinity Stone. Oh, and like, no. and, and Thanos is like, uh, JK brings him back to life just to murder him again. And I'm like, oh. yeah, that was a really good part. That was fucking crazy. So this brings up a couple of questions and thoughts. So one, why did Doctor Strange hand over the time stone without like oh, that's fighting? Easy. That's easy. Okay. Yes, Zach, enlighten us. Do you want me to answer that before you go on to number two? Okay. No, no. Okay. Uh, that's that. number one. No, number no, two. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, like okay, so this 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 plays into my commentary, like some of the deaths that I I don't know I have I have an issue with. Like I okay, I I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but I don't remember Gamora and Quill. I mean, I get there was like flirtation, but I didn't know if they actually had a relationship at the end of the movie. So hey, sorry to interrupt, but I can't hear you anymore. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, the the whole chat. Yeah, it's cut out. Oh, where okay. did he go? Oh, I was gonna say no. you, you two are still fine. There you okay, are. Okay, cool. There you are. Okay. okay, so it cut out. You have to do that. Again. Okay, so that, so said Guardians Volume Two. So it's been a while since I've seen Guardians oh. Volume Two. I don't I don't remember. I I remember Gamora and Star Lord like like flirting or having like this love like this ten this romantic tension but i don't remember they had a relationship at the end and i don't not. know it just bothered me so much of like the romantic b plot with 
with Star-Lord and Gamora, how Gamora got fridged, and and how that led Star-Lord screwing the entire plan up and let and, and screwing up the plan where Thanos, the, trying to get the, the gauntlet away from Thanos' plan didn't work, well, like, failed the I, end. Well, I, I have comments on both of your points. I, I have comment on the second mm-hmm. one. And... Um, Let's let Chris finish it. And three, three. uh, this is more of a less of a question. Um, I loved how much character development and character death they gave Thanos. Because up to this point, Thanos just seemed like a shadowy villain that was so one-dimensional. And we got, he's like, uh, he's like like uh, someone who's going to take on the weight of the world on his own shoulders and making the decisions no one can. And it's like, I'm trying to do this to save you people. Why can you understand? I I also really like how they made this, uh, how they made Thanos the main character as much as everyone else. Exactly. Yeah, they um, really so, did a very good job of balancing all of that out. I will say I was kind of impressed. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to Chris's points. Number one, Doctor Strange. He gave the time stone very obviously to me uh, because that was the one way that he saw that they won. You know, he looked into yeah. the future and saw 1,400,006 or whatever. It was 14,100,000-something oh, different possibilities. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, he saw millions and millions of different possibilities, and there was one outcome in which they one. And, he, and he also references cryptically this is the end game the now yeah after making the big song and dance earlier about i will sacrifice you i will sacrifice the kid if it means protecting the time stone they made sure we knew that that was how passionate he was about protecting the time stone that he was willing to sacrifice these two fan favorite characters to protect it and then later he just gives it up to save tony it wasn't to save tony it was to save everyone because he knew that had to happen he knew thanos had to get all the the gems or the stones in in probably every single one of those possibilities there was probably that only one possibility that he would give thanos the gem and if he did that's like the deciding factor yeah so i that to me was clear as day as soon as he gave it up i'm like that's why that was the one outcome that's why he said it had to be this way this is the way okay so to jump off of that though then does that mean and I will get slightly irritated if this is the way they decide to do all of this. Does that mean that in the conclusion to all of this, someone is going to end up manipulating the time stone to bring everyone back? And uh, at what point do they then completely eliminate Thanos? Well, like how I think that depends on your definition of everyone because I think everyone should be will be inclusive at all the characters that fluttered away at the end, but I I Well, the people who are dead are dead. I mean, out of the people who are dead. So, yeah, rest in peace yeah, Loki, Heimdall. Yeah, those out. are the ones that I feel are going to be more weighty. Like Heimdall and Loki, I think are yeah. actually dead. Gamora oh, I think is actually dead, but it's dead. going to come back. I think Gamora's going to come back somehow, but she's not going to be the same. Well, I heard a rumor that for Guardians 3, they want Gamora to be a centerpiece of that. They want that yeah. movie to revolve more around her than Quill, which or- I, don't, I don't know how the fuck that's possible if she did. Well, so- well that's exactly Guardians it. 3, I don't even think, has a date. 2020. Oh, apparently it does. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. It doesn't have um, like a, a month, but it's 2020. And I'm pretty sure Avengers 2 comes out uh, next year. Infinity War yes. 2. Mm. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so... Well, yeah, Infinity War. Well, it's not Infinity War Part 2, but however they decide to slate it. Oh, that's game. what it was called originally, so I'm staying like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair. But between that and now, 
the only thing even mildly related to that is Captain Marvel. Now, I would have been a lot happier with a post credit scene if I knew for a fact that it, like, if I hadn't known it was going to be Captain Marvel and I was, like, going to be surprised by it, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But sure. because I had seen set photos, I was like, all right, so they're releasing her movie sometime after Infinity War, which means she's going to be the post credits Probably. So that that didn't do anything for me. I was like, all right, you already told me who was going was, to happen. I was just shocked as fuck to see Nick Fury back on mm. I was on I was going to say, I was less surprised that, by the Captain Marvel me off. and more surprised like, by... Yeah, Fury and Hill being together again like old S.H.I.E.L.D. days is what made me more interested. That's one of my talking points. It's like, last time we saw him, I'm pretty sure it was post-Winter Soldier when he's in his shades and hoodie incognito. And he yeah. shows up after that in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to help out. But he's still in his hoodie and, and hoodie and shades. And we haven't seen him since then. Because that was after Age of Ultron, wasn't it? Or yeah. was Age of Ultron after Winter Soldier? I thought... Uh, Winter... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, Winter... it was Avengers, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and then yes. Civil War. Yeah, okay. So last time we saw him was Age of Ultron. My mistake. At any rate, he's still, like, working from the shadows last... in. Winter Soldier, he said, oh, I'm going to go to Europe for a while, do some stuff there. But we haven't heard from him. He's been just off the radar, which he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. But Maria Hill was working with Stark and you're still doing S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff on the side because she was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple times. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to see those two back together, seemingly doing more S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. And with uh, Agent Coulson returning in the 90s set Captain Marvel... I'm really hoping that they'll tie in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. some more because I really like that show and I want it to be part of the universe more. Bring in Ghost Rider into the official MCU because no. Ghost Rider's on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. and I love that. I love Speaking Speaking of bringing some other characters into the MCU. <laughs> oh, fuck. With, uh, with the new Venom movie coming out. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's uh, possible. Deep it's breath. Possible. Deep breath. I mean... Uh, I'm going to tell everyone what I told everyone back when Deadpool was just coming out. My expectations is that this movie is going to be shit. You and thought why Deadpool is... was going to be shit? Oh, absolutely. Because if I have what? my mindset that low, I, I am it's fully easy prepared to be, be mindful and fair, be amazed fair. and Love this fucking movie. I love it. Oh, I, I, I love it too. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for Deadpool. Did I'm so excited for 2019 when Fox officially goes, the Fox uh, characters' rights go back to Marvel. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. Dark can... Phoenix is going to be the, the last um, uh, X Men movie uh, in their, their, their banner. Then it goes back. It goes back. And then Deadpool 3 could be part of the MCU. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Mm, yeah, okay. Could be. Could be. And because, like, Deadpool's the only one that they could make a, uh, what's the word, uh... Honestly, Chronologically, Deadpool. chronologically correct in canon for both his own series, separate from it, and the MCU, because he's such a strange, wall-breaking character. Like, they could make Deadpool 3 come after the events of 1 and 2, but still segue its way into the MCU out of nowhere. Honestly, Deadpool could just pop up in the next, uh, Avengers movie... Yeah. And be like, yo, I have no fucking clue how I got here. <laughs> and like, people, people will expect it. People will be like, well, that's Deadpool. I guess yeah. we, we just keep going. You just roll with it. 
Uh, so I think we should probably get back to Chris's talking point. It's okay. We love tangents. <laughs> what was what was number two? Oh, so that number two, uh, okay. Quill's romance, right? the the romantic subplot um, and Gamora's fridging that. and how I, so, it led to Thanos getting away or Thanos well, we like overpowering that, them. Well, no, okay. So no, wait, hold on. We've known he's been attracted to Gamora. But I did, I did, yeah, I did. Since the first one. And they, I swear they had like a moment when they were on Peter's I'm, dad's planet. I'm pretty sure. They had a moment in one, they had a moment in two, and those were within four months of each other. And this is four years down the line. So I can see both sides of the coin. On one hand, James Gunn has said before, like, Gamora's not a prize to be won. She's not a, a like, it's not, he doesn't want to be where Quill tries and tries and tries and finally he whittles her down because he doesn't like the message that sends. He wants her to be her own strong character, uh, separate from Quill, while still having that relationship but, with him and all the other Guardians. But again, on, this is four on. years down the but, line, so I could see where that romance could have blossomed over the years. But also, course, four exactly. years down the line, when Thanos said, when Thanos like asked about their relationship, he said, we're not together, we're just like exclusively like hooking up. Yeah, it's like a booty call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Booty call. So right. he's not he's not like dating her. And I but think then, uh, I think that's why it made that whole like part where Peter was supposed to kill her yeah. a little more powerful where they like confess their love to each other. Yes, yeah. I do I think, think that like that was the first time saying I love you. Yeah. I agree. I think up until that point it had been just they both had these feelings, but they both pushed them away for whatever reasons. But I do think that was their first confession of love and I think that made it more I, absolutely I, I was ready to cry my eyes out because I was like, oh my God, he's actually going to do it. And the acting in that scene alone was fucking phenomenal. But then when I saw the goddamn bubbles, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And for he a was split going second, to do it. Oh, for a split fuck. second, I thought that was like Quill being Quill, like a jackass. And like, haha, this is my fake gun. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, me too. For like a split second, then Thanos was like, I could make reality whatever I want. I'm like, of course. <laughs> No, as soon as I saw the bubbles, I was like, God damn it! Because he had already used that that form of manipulation already in that scene. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I just, this movie was gut-wrenching. I do love... I do love the the twists and turns that this movie takes. Like, even though, even though they clearly showed you, like, oh, he can manipulate reality now, they clearly showed it in that scene, and then he's egging on Peter to kill Gamora the whole yeah. time. Yeah. He's like, so are you going to do it? Are you going to give her what she wants? And then, like, we should know by then that he has the reality gem. He could do whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. but so, just crazy. Sorry, sidebar. Sidebar. When... People started disintegrating at the end, and uh, Steve saw Bucky, and he was like, Bucky disintegrates and floats away. Uh, I thought that was the reality stone. I was convinced, like, you can't trust so anything. If something fucked up happens like that, I was convinced that was the reality stone. And then so, it happened to more people. And it happened to I, people. No, so, it happening to more people. I was, like, more people. Okay. I was like, oh, my God, no, it's yeah. the reality stone. It's the reality stone. It's the reality stone. Oh, they're all going to come back. It's all going to be okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And then when they ended the movie the way they did... That's when I was like utterly shattered. I was like, oh my God, no, they're all gone. What the fuck? What? For me, it was when they first showed it happening to someone that wasn't like in space, like Peter and Doctor Strange. That's when I was like, oh, it's not the reality stone because he's not there. So I still was hoping it was. I was like, what gave away to me that it wasn't the reality stone was um, when Thanos left 
um, Nowhere. Yep. When Thanos left Nowhere, reality twisted back to what it was. Mm. And Thanos, like, basically murdered half of the, half of the whatever, the universe. Life. And then he left. And when he left, if it wasn't real, they would have just came yeah. back. Mm. I know. Yep. And that's where I died. You died with the rest of them. I really, I really felt like I did. That movie just like did things to my insides, see, and not in a good way. So I'm really interested in how the Russo brothers and like whoever, like Kevin Feige and the MCU people, they change like the main motivations for for Thanos. And this is you know tied into my third statement, uh, just uh, about his characterization. So in the in the, in the classic comics run. The one of the one of the big reasons why he's trying to do this overly complicated and ambitious goal was to uh, impress the per- the personification of death. Like, yeah, and, like yeah. so, death. in the comics, death is like an actual anthropomorphic figure, and he wants to impress yeah, yeah. her, and, and because he's in love with her, so he's like, "Hey, death! I give you half the lives of the entire universe." And here, he's someone who's who's very morally insane, very like utilitarian but he's like i'm doing this to save the planet to achieve balance and it's like i think um thanos in this movie is more portrayed as like i want to say almost an anti-hero because his whole thing is like fixing the universe well the universe can't live with as much life as here so like we have to cut it down in order for the universe to survive yeah, and no sure. one wants to do the job, so I'm going to do it. And so he's he's almost like, I, I think, like, he portrays himself to be this, like, anti-hero figure. And I think he's convinced himself he feels like he's trying that, to do like, the right he thing. has to be the savior that this universe needs. He's a self-styled, uh, he's ironic hero. It, it's interesting, thing. though, going back to what Chris was saying about how he's personified in the comics with death and all that. Like his first appearance at the end of Avengers, you know, they're like, the humans are more powerful than we thought. To challenge them is to court death. And he smiles. The smirk. And that has led fans to believe for years that death is going to be involved in some way. And that's why when Hela came up in Ragnarok and people were like, oh, I'm the goddess of death. People thought, oh, this is the MCU version of death and she's going to have a lot to play with Thanos. And I was really hoping for that. No, and I, I understand that death itself and the goddess of death sound to me. But because I love Kate Blanchett's portrayal of Hela, I thought, God, I would love to see her and Thanos on screen together. That would be so amazing. I'm disappointed it didn't work out that way. I mean, it could have also been that, like, she becomes Lady Death after could be. her death. Kind so, of like Red Skull become the became. Yeah, the, oh my God! That's, that's that was such a good surprise. I was. Li- that was amazing. I when I heard the voice. I was the minute, the minute because I'm the Walking Dead. What? That wasn't Hugo that Weaving. Wasn't. That was it, was it. wasn't Hugo Weaving. It was Ross Marquand who plays Aaron in The Walking Dead. That was Shocker! It was not Hugo no, Weaving. At first, I was like, "Oh my God, that's Red Skull." And I was like. <laughs> I uh, I thought it was, order. but and in the credits, it's not Hugo Weaving. I was questioning it the entire time, and sure enough, I looked it up afterward, and it's Aaron from The Walking Dead. That's crazy. Oh, at, motherfucker! Uh, really? Is, that makes me look, so mad! Look up on YouTube a video of Ross Marquand impersonations. He is amazing at celebrity impersonations, which is why I'm not surprised that they have him doing this, because he's so good at 
other people's voices. I was told you. I was. I was. Yeah. Re- Ryan, I'm with you. I was. I was. I was glued to the credit scene to see Hugo Weaving's yep. name. It wasn't there. I was like, no. Nah. When when I saw Red Skull like there, I was just like, what the fuck? Like I said it out loud, and I had people looking at me, and I'm like, it's Red Skull, well, damn it! Do not see like, who that is. Like, are you not shocked as I am? I was no, I was really fucking shocked. I yeah, was that surprised. Shit, that shit blew my fucking mind. I and then, so and then I started second guessing myself, and I'm like, no, that can't be Red Skull. It has to be Red Skull. <laughs> That's why you stay through the credits. I was held an infinity stone in my hand, and I couldn't wield even it alone. Like, yep, that was the Tesseract. Yeah. I'm not buying it. We broke Ryan. Oh, no, you're you're fucking right. God damn it. I know. I know. (laughs) But he did a good enough job that you didn't realize. A lot of people. No, I really didn't. I thought it was him. I was so. He did such a good job on point. I did not know that. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but. You did. Thanks for that. He did a good job. I want to say that my favorite quote in this movie is where Doctor Strange is teleporting Spider-Man and he says reality punch. <laughs> like a bunch of times. Magic! I think all of it. Great. I will say on a totally I, separate so, note. Sorry. Sorry, just on that note of Spider-Man being awesome and amazing and so funny. Like yeah. when Tony's like, all right, kid, you're an Avenger. And he just has that, like he gets such a gleeful smile and then he looks past the camera stoically and heroically and it's so funny just Tom <laughs> Holland is so funny watching him die hurt so much oh, no, totally fair enough but man this kid i'm loving this kid oh absolutely i think he is the perfect blown away blown uh, away toby in, mcguire in my opinion toby mcguire the best peter parker we had up until this point Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man we had up until this fair. point. And I know that sounds fucking ridiculous. No, it's fair. They are essentially two separate characters. But this kid does such an amazing job as both. It mm-hmm. it blows yeah. my mind. Sorry, but Andy, you were going to say something. Oh, no. It was you not. were saying something. What, what, what of you was going to say something? I was going to say something totally unrelated. There you go. Yeah, um, go on. In terms of the Guardians of the Galaxy, speaking of people playing other people, I still cannot hear Bradley Cooper's voice in Rocket. I know it's him, <laughs> but I can't hear it. I, 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 he just totally loses I'm, me. I'm sure they do, like, you know, some guess, fair amount of audio processing. I mean, it could also be... Look at, look at voice actors like Sean Schimmel, okay. the guy that voices Goku, doesn't talk normally like Goku or King Kai or any of the thousand Dragon Ball Z characters he voices. My, my rebuttal, Ryan... What about Vin Diesel? He's vo- voiced vi- uh, Groot since Guardians 1. He doesn't sound like him as baby Groot. He doesn't sound like him as teenage Groot. I ignore that, him. though, because I genuinely ignore him. <laughs> oh. Not Groot, Vin Diesel. Oh. So, like, I, for, me, for me, anybody can be fucking Groot right now. Like, they say it's Vin Diesel. I really don't give a shit. But it's one of those Ryan's, things where it's Ryan's like, over here like, yeah, you say it's Vin Diesel, but I'm pretty sure that's Bradley Cooper voicing Groot. I know. Like, it could be Hooper the you wanted to be as far as i'm concerned but I, it's just it's one of those things where it's like i'm looking at him and i know i know like voice acting takes a certain amount of skill and i know that they fuck with voices and they do all that shit but they're when it comes to stuff like that like every a vast majority of the people that i sit with and i watch these movies they're like i can't believe you can't hear it and i'm like no <laughs> I, I they apparently can hear like a little bit of bradley cooper in there 
that I'm well, just. I guess it's just uh, you're not quite it, as tuned to it. It's like how you, you didn't realize that it wasn't Hugo Weaving. Like I was, I wasn't sure. I was up in the air. I was like, it kind of sounds like him, but it kind of doesn't. You know, I could hear. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was certain words or inflections or what, but I was like, I wasn't 100 convinced it was Hugo. Oh, Whereas I was. Uh, that guy sold. He fucking sold me. As, ama- as amazing yeah. as that guy was, I want to tweet at. Hugo Weaving. Why couldn't you be in the yeah. movie? Yeah. Well, he's been coy for like at first. It was like people would ask him, "Oh, are you gonna come back as Red Skull?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm done with Marvel, whatever drama, rigmarole." But then in the last like two years or something, he's been a lot more coy. He's like, "Oh, you know, if they ask me, I think I'd be open." You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe what? that's because he found out that someone was better at doing. Than <laughs> I've been outweaved. Probably cheaper. <laughs> so Ryan. I have sent something in our group chat that will make you now hear Bradley Cooper as Rocket. And it is a video of him voicing Rocket behind okay, the scenes. Okay, I'm going to watch that afterwards. <laughs> so, and we're so, going to post that in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> by the way, uh, if you post in links in show notes, you should also post the link to Ross Marquin doing impersonation. Just oh, to yes. I shall good. find that. Um, while we're on the topic of Rocket, I'd like to talk about my favorite scene in the movie, which was Rocket and Thor having a moment. Mm, oh, that was so... Like, oh, yeah! Talk about scenes that almost... Like, I almost cry at that, because for several reasons. Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they went the distance to make sure that Rocket had some character development. Him and his, uh, you know, his storyline with Yondu, and, like, having that bit at the end. You know, the last scene of the movie, aside from post-credits, was Rocket looking up at the explosions in the sky celebrating Yandu's death. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was almost, he was almost the main character. Like, he had, to me, the biggest development in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, and they showed, they gave him, like, more empathy. and Like, he's able to convey emotions other than just being an asshole. And yeah. they definitely did not backtrack that. Like, he saw Thor having some problems, and he's like, all right, time to play the captain. And he goes, has this, serious like psychiatrist moment with thor you know thor's having a breakdown he hasn't had a break because this picks up immediately after ragnarok where all that shit happens he talks about how he lost his friends they were stabbed in the back he lost his brother he was just killed by thanos he lost his dad just like last week he lost his hammer like all his important figures and people in his life his whole people are basically dead and he's going through some shit and he just can't stop to think about it and rocket just talks and he listens and he asks some questions that need and Thor is almost crying, and that made me almost cry. <laughs> and just that's such an emotional Speaking for being of- a talking raccoon and the god of thunder. Like that's amazing. That's I, one of the reasons yeah. why I love the MCU is because they can pull shit off like this that just don't you don't expect. I think it's one of the biggest so, strengths of this movie. That's definitely one of the biggest strengths of this movie. Just uh, this ability to crisscross and create relationships you wouldn't you wouldn't expect or you yeah. wouldn't have seen. Like you know, Guardian, like just MCU's. MCU just handles all of Jack Kirby's cosmic stuff, like, to a fucking T. So, like, just seeing, like, Rocket and, and Thor being together or, you know, you know, like, Groot. Groot saying, I am Groot and introducing myself to Captain America. That was that was a priceless <laughs> moment. Or, or like, another one of that mo- those kinds of moments where Bucky and Rocket teaming up. And, yeah. Um, Bucky yeah. Holding- yeah. Well, that was another great moment. I, some of my favorite moments had to deal with the Guardians. So, yeah. uh, on to what Chris was saying, was uh, when Bucky and Rocket teamed up. I love how Rocket's like, how much do you want for your gun? And then he's <laughs> like, it's not for sale. sale. 
What about your arm? <laughs> it, it just walks off, and it it Rocket's off like, and I'll get it like, off. I'm going to get it anyway. And then my other favorite is also what you had to say. Um, Zach was with um, Thor. Rocket. No, uh, it's actually with Peter and Thor. Where oh my Peter God. starts trying to make his voice deeper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought you were talking about Peter Parker, like, and I'm like, they don't meet. Oh, no, right. Peter Quill. <laughs> and then um, having having uh, Peter Quill tell Thor, well, my mom died, and I had to kill my dad, and I didn't lose an eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, how about... Uh, Drax, like, who's this dude? Dude. This is a man. This is a man. <laughs> this is a man. A handsome, muscular man. <laughs> Listen, Drax is probably the most hilarious dialogue. Like, his dialogue is written 90% of the time to just be hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Drax. How long have you been there? One hour. <laughs> <laughs> Completely deadpan. One hour. Yeah. I'm invisible. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so ridiculous you, you can't see me eating this at this speed mantis walks in oh hi Drax. <laughs> i love mantis she's so adorable uh, she's oh she's so fucking cute she is and she dead she's, she's adorable <laughs> i just i just want to like i mean not anymore now you just want to pick up her pile of ashes <laughs> oh shut the fuck up man <laughs> <laughs> You just put it, put it on the mantle of the, sh of like, of the, what's it called, the Milano. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of the Guardians, uh, was anybody else a bit disappointed that they just glazed over the fall of Xandar? Yeah, there was just such a casual what? throwaway. And... Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, when when uh, Thanos just obliterated Xandar last week and got the Power Stone. Oh, oh really? Mm -hmm. What about Nova Prime? What about John C. Riley? Like, I like the. I want to know what happened to them. Did they die? Did everyone die? Mm -hmm. I mean, as you anymore? as you said, this is like four years later. So I'm gonna go ahead and assume that um, that like possibly the Nova Corps constructed somewhere bigger and like elsewhere to what to, to house the Power Stone. Well, no, they probably like they probably knew that Thanos or someone would come for the Power Stone eventually, and mm -hmm. Maybe like maybe the Novas were like watching over Xandar. I don't know how the fuck that happened that a whole planet got destroyed in their watch, but Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the fact that it was just kinda glazed over disappointed me. I know the movie's already two and a half hours and bursting to the seams of the stuff happening, but that just bummed me out a little bit. Maybe maybe it'd be good to have like as a deleted scene or something. Mm -hmm. Or one of those short films they they do like yeah. uh, like the yeah, ones with the Mandarin shots. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Have it in like a separate ten minute scene. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Were there any other weird or interesting plot hooks they they just didn't uh, follow through didn't. just because of time or maybe um, there's some secret five I mean, hour Avengers Infinity War cut out there. There were some there were some missing characters. Yeah. So what happened to Valkyrie? Us. I was going to say, aside from Hawkeye and Ant-Man, who are also explained in, like, one or two lines, Valkyrie and Korg. Yeah. And, like, where's yeah, the rest of the Asgardians? Because, like, I, they mentioned they... <laughs> the Asgardians. They, uh, Asgard, I'm sorry. Asgardians. <laughs> uh, like, no, they, yeah, they said, like, half of them were the dead. Ass. And then like, the rest they're of the ship was blown the up. Ass? Is that what you just said, yeah. Andy? Well, yeah, they're Asgardians. 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 <laughs> they're guarding the ass. That's uh, what they do, Chris. Yeah. This, yes, this yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, like... I'm pretty sure, I feel like I've seen somewhere that 
Valkyries confirmed for Avengers 4, so hopefully there will be some explanation, but... Well, I'm just pretty sure fucking no everyone... Right. Everyone that's missing right now... Yeah, 100%. ...is definitely in that movie. Yeah, they've confirmed, basically, if you, if there's some missing from this one, they're going to be... But, I mean, I will. I, by everyone, I'm thinking, like, Ant-Man and Wasp and Captain Marvel and uh, Hawkeye. I don't know about you know, two main guys, players that haven't but... showed up. But I definitely want to see in the fourth Avengers. I want to see them come back to New York and be like, "No, nah, we need to collect the defenders as well." Yeah. Fuck yes. That. Oh no. no. Why? No. Why? Why, Ryan? Say I would ever watch. Oh my that God! Would be minus Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they replace the goddamn actor that plays him. Ryan. That would be the only Ryan. condition Ryan. I have. Just get rid of him. Right. Do you like 100% of the casting in all the MCU movies? Actually, yeah. Oh. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, have, I have zero. Well, problem. okay. You crumbled my argument. Congratulations. Oh, I, have, I have zero problems. I don't know that. why, but you said about casting, and that just reminded me of the most badass, like, female moment in that movie. Oh, was yeah. Nat and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and. and fuck yes! Yeah, yeah, that scene when was Scott, so does thing. badass. Mm -hmm. I love that Koya is kind of, why the hell was she up there the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Very good. That was a uh, very but, empowering moment. Uh, on your, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. On your casting note, I don't have an issue with casting when it comes to the MCU. I don't have trouble with casting when it comes to the Netflix series, except when I watched goddamn Iron. fucking Iron Fist because there was something about it where I was like, I don't believe that the writing was that bad. I think that it had substance. Well, I think the character had substance. But that dude either can't act or... He certainly can't fight. So he, can, he really can't fight. The fight choreographer should be ashamed of himself for that so whole like, fucking thing. Do you, know, so do you like, know anything about like Iron Fist in general? Or was that your first... Like, no, I didn't, but it motivated me to look up the character and read stuff about him because I was like, there's no way that this person is this uninteresting, and I he mean, isn't. He's, so... he's not. He's absolutely not. However, um, and what, what he kind of does in the Netflix series is kind of how, like, Danny Rand is always portrayed, and it's in this, like, monotone, quiet, like, I don't have a voice. problem with that. There's and... a way to do that, though. And I feel like, well, that's what I'm getting to. So I feel like the portrayal on the Netflix part of that wasn't as well. But I, I think the actor that played him portrayed him correctly. I think it just has to do with the writing. And the choreography. I don't know, something with poor, that dude poor, can't fucking act. Poor or... writing and poor choreography can destroy anyone more than poor acting. Like... You can be an excellent actor in a shitty movie. It's still going to be a shitty movie. That, well, yes. That, yeah. Kind of like right. Will Smith. Ha, Suicide in, Squad. Uh, <laughs> okay, who I'm in that movie Will Smith is an excellent Wild actor? Uh, Will Smith? In Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking love Will Smith. So. <laughs> Me too. Not Wild Wild West. Oh, my goodness. Here's, here's the thing. I agree that if the writing is, is shit, it... It, it, no phenomenal, uh, no amount of phenomenal actor like presence, but watching Iron Fist, and then we'll go back to Avengers. Watching Iron mm -hmm. Fist was that it felt like 
they knew they had to get Iron Fist in there because they were already ready to go with that. They got lazy with casting. Because I think with the right casting, that could have been so good. I just really hate the guy that plays him. I don't hate the character. I, I really don't. I got no problem with the mysticism side of it. Like, I mean, I love, I fucking love Doctor Strange. But they just picked the wrong end. So I, he irritates the shit out of me. Listening to him is like Luke paper on aluminum <laughs> foil. Like, it's disgusting. Ugh. Okay, so... so- we're pretty convinced that they're not going to bring the Netflix characters. And it's a really long shot that they're going to bring Eva Shield on outside of Coulson. Um, but I think one another thing I really liked about it, how many of the side characters they got in there, even just for one scene or one line. Oh, absolutely. Like, Definitely. Like, Ned was on the bus with uh, Peter when Peter goes to you do his thing and he just had that one line everybody get off the bus we're, we're all gonna die, die. <laughs> like, he wasn't a big character he had one line one scene but he was still there Pepper, can i just say how thing? fast how fast ned got on his feet when like oh yeah tapped him and was like ned make a distraction and he was like on it <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's a good that friend because he's because he, he's peter's computer guy he's he's yeah, yeah that's right. so and then like pepper with tony at the beginning she had a scene uh, the collector, even though it's just a bit of a reality uh, facade, you know, he was still there, and it's nice to see Benicio del Toro there again. Uh, General Ross in that hologram scene with uh, Rhodey, like again, nice to see him following up from Civil War, still doing the Accords thing. Shuri, I kind of wish Shuri would have been in it more, mm-hmm. but uh, she still had that bit during the climax. Yeah. Um, still with Mbaku, I like how Mbaku got a couple lines in there. So it's 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 just giving that feeling again of. A contained universe like these characters aren't necessarily important to this story right now but they're still here they're still showing up they're still part of the world and Absolutely. i like that and not just that not just the characters that show up but the the moments that are referenced from previous movies it's really gonna be hard for someone to watch infinity war on its own without having seen anything before it but uh they still call back to so many things they they mentioned ultron they mentioned uh the the, the ether, the, you know, the, the reality the, stone the first, being dropped off with the collector in Thor: The Dark World, or like, and they also the first Avengers movie. Yep, yep. They mentioned how uh, Loki was, you know, sent by Thanos, and that's why he attacked New York. And um, they, they mentioned they mentioned so many Spider-Man: things. Homecoming, Stan Lee's cameo how... was like, "Wait, you never seen a spaceship before?" And <laughs> hold on, first off, I've never seen Stan Lee's cameo that fucking early in a Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the earliest I've ever seen his cameo. And it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't a cameo that you didn't really have to look hard for. It was kind of in your face. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had to look for his cameos for ages now. He's just very obvious. But yeah, I just, I love the way that they reference things from the past and they brought characters back from the past. And I thought they did just a really good job of making it feel like a unified team. True facts. I mean, 10 years in the making and, you know, Kevin Feige had a plan. And, you know, it's... It, it's 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 just so wild, like how much how much like even even within this movie, like um like the Russo brothers, they had uh, so many moving parts, they had so many characters, they had so many scenarios, and I think they handled it pretty deftly. I oh, yeah. I didn't I I in general I didn't really feel like there was any characters that didn't didn't have like less to do. I think maybe may, I don't know maybe for a little bit of extent, I think they could have done more with Black Widow. Uh, they could have done a little bit more like Shuri, but everyone got a moment. Everyone got. S- but I mean, we're also as uh, we're also getting a Black Widow movie. Oh, that's, and... that's been confirmed. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it oh, was I've seen a few... in Marvel's plan in like their their like upcoming plan. 
that she's getting a movie. Finally. So Allegedly. Yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over it now. It there, was a, there was a time where I was like, we need a solo uh, Bruce Banner movie. We need a solo to make up for the horrible first two that came before it. We need a solo Black Widow movie. But now I'm just sort of like, no, you know what? There's new there's new people that are here that I care more. Oh, I mean, I think for feminism I'm... purposes, we need one. But I just don't think we need it. In terms of the MCU, mm. I agree because she's shown up like six times or something. She's been in so many movies with important roles right. to play that I, I'm kind of with you. Like she's had her own stories going on without necessarily like there, there's so many other strong female characters in the in the Marvel comic universe that they could pull in it, brand new instead of just opting for Black Widow because she's popular. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Oh god, I just had a. I think that's the first time we've all just gone silent. <laughs> <laughs> because there was nothing. There was no counter to any of this. It was a perfect fucking moment. Hey, thanks, uh, Zach. You're so you're so knowledgeable, so insightful. I mean, it's crazy because we this this is the second spoiler cast that we've done that like we just and it's to a Marvel movie that we've gone like completely silent because. There's nothing else to like really say about it. Like this movie's fucking well, amazing. I've got more to say. <laughs> no, well, that discussion. No, 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 not in that. <laughs> not in that aspect, but like in the aspect of like, like we. It's just like good point after good point. Sure. I think we've had a lot of really solid segues. Yeah, and like it. It was basically the same with the um with the Black Pan with the Black Panther spoiler cast. And again, these. I, I think these movies are just like too excellently written, and mm. Marvel got this shit on. Marvel like, has has it's... cracked the formula. They've been refining their craft. Um, I think, especially in terms of like of themes, like you saw a lot of the. And to anyone who says that Marvel can't write a dark movie, go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. This. Go fuck yourself. This should have. Yeah, exactly. This should have. I mean, Thanos is basically, um, you know. I think in the, in the creation of the character, I don't know if Darkseid was first and Thanos was made as like a like a foil or like an homage, but um, but basically you could switch if DC could make someone as compelling a villain uh, as Thanos into into Darkseid and then just have have that similar tone of like grim dark because. DC just tends to be like that, but then throw in like genuine, amazing character developments and some some more levity to like balance it out. DC can do it, but they can't because I don't know. I don't know. They're just not getting the message. Um, the same. Yeah, so Thanos, oh god. Thanos came out three years. I lost after my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Thanos uh, came out in '73, and Darkseid's first appearance was in '70. Oh shit! Now I can't hear anyone. Oh, I, I wasn't talking. He's having a <laughs> Chris. That's the universe. Oh. Chris, you pissed off Thanos. <laughs> Chris, Chris needs his infinity gauntlet. Fuck. We're gonna watch Chris. Can you guys hear me? What yeah. Happened? Okay. <laughs> he really can't hear us, guys. Uh, <laughs> Chris wrote in the chat, Thanos. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, but I Chris couldn't hear you. Well, I know, but y'all did. Who cares? God damn it, Chris! <laughs> I really hoped that Stan's phone is off yes. in this movie. Oh, this is this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in that chat. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh Amazing. no! Chris, can you hear us? Nope. Nope. He was laughing when we were laughing, so I thought maybe he could hear us. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are no sunrises here, only ash. So much gut. Oh, man. Guys, um, we're so well. We're doing what well. do? What do? What do? Well... Continue on without Chris? <laughs> I, I think we have to. I think he can just keep working on his issues. Um, okay. Chris? Chris? I see we can hear him. Just talk to Hello? us. Hello. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, can't hear me. No. Uh, no yeah, I can't hear can. anyone. Yes, we can. Oh, wow! Now I can hear people. Wow, that was yeah. weird. That was really weird. We couldn't hear you the entire time. <laughs> Wow, that I was just, weird. I, I heard you crying in the background, and I was like, did he just cry? It was great. Uh, so it was sad. great. I loved hearing you cry, Chris. It was amazing. I'm glad. No, no what made everything great was his confirmation that he was crying, and he uh -huh. lost everything. Um, By the way, I would, like to, I would like to let everybody know that Ryan and I are officially Facebook friends. Yeah. About fucking time. To be fair, I think this is the first time I've recorded an episode with her. I've always been on with Chris and Andy, or Andy and Stan, or Chris and Stan, or Chris, Stan, and Andy, but I don't think I've ever yeah, caught an episode. You That's were interesting. Like super early episode, Chris and Andy, right? Yeah, like I was yeah. on one or two episodes before you were a host. Yeah. Back when so... you were a guest as well. So I'm pretty sure that this is the first episode we've recorded together. So thanks. And now we're a part of this podcasting network indeed it was awesome oh, yes uh, so uh do we want to pick back up conversation absolutely yes i i completely forgot what i was talking before i had a mental breakdown dark and, and dark ashes and uh oh almost. yes oh yeah there was so, that yeah uh chris so to confirm um what you were saying thanos came out in 1973 and uh dark side's first appearance was in 1970 uh, so yeah, Dark Side was first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, I was talking about the Russo brothers. Oh yeah, that was right. Yeah. So this was this um in general, this movie was dealing with so many hats and so many uh crossovers and characters and motivations and uh, uh just on a macro level, Kevin Feige and everyone at the MC uh, Marvel and, and Disney. Uh, higher ups, you know, it's just incredible what what just what ha what has been done in ten years. It's just a spectacle of cinema and like just story building and like oh man, I don't know, I I don't think a lot a lot of IPs can say I I don't know. It's just so crazy and it's so immersive and it's so intricate and like Marvel just literally changed the game. It, they they really have. So. It's funny. They really remarkable with this movie and i i think that it was a total ride in the best way they had all of the best parts of film in it and i mean in terms of writing and structure you went from laughing to crying to being entertained there was no part of it that dragged or was slow it also, it was just brilliantly fucking done they and also there were, Plot twist. There was there was literally everything you could possibly ask for from this. They also did such an amazing job. The Russo set is collaborating with other directors. Like you knew when it was a Guardian scene because the music changed, the color changed, the tone changed, but it still felt like the same movie. But it was the Guardian. Yes. Turn. And uh, Thor, like 
you could tell that Taika Waititi had some uh, input because some of Thor's lines were delivered exactly like they were delivered in Ragnarok, like with that kind of dry, fast-paced, funny wit, um, while still, again, being true to uh, his character, both in Ragnarok in, and uh, and I just, I feel like they did a really, they've, over the years, done such a good job of building the relationship with the directors that they want to build a relationship with and growing those to the point where they're all giving their Infinity War to make this the best collaboration, not just in terms of actors, but like you were saying, also in direction, in writing. And it's 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 honestly for how much they hyped it up and how much people joked about it. I honestly believe that it's living up to the greatest. Uh, what, what was it that they said? Infinity War is the greatest crossover event in history, or the most ambitious crossover event in history. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been a lot of jokes and memes about it online, but I thoroughly believe that after seeing it because yeah. of all the. Like, they've just done such a great job with it, and I cannot wait for Avengers 4 to see how they follow it up. It's funny, because I was talking to a, a co-worker of mine the other day, and um, I was telling him how, like, I enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe way more than the DC Cinematic Universe, mm. and how I thought, like, they, they like, tried to rush too much on Justice League versus, like, this... Oh, yeah, 10-year, We got this 10-year build-up for, like, this fucking phenomenal uh like avengers event and his excuse to me was well marvel had more time and i was like well let, let's think about this in uh in a film standpoint in a film standpoint dc came out with a of like a movie like a cinematic movie first dc's been doing superhero and movies a lot longer they've yeah. they've they've had more time if anything, to come up with a good Justice League story. And in the and 90s, in we opinion, had a chance. We had a chance to have a Justice League movie with, with George Miller as director, but no, they can't that. And in my opinion, instead, DC just decided to keep rehashing Batman and Superman movies while Marvel was like, well, this character should be expanded on, and so should this character, and let's cross them over. And like, and so- correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not up to snuff with comics, but prior to Iron Man releasing in 2008, wasn't Iron Man as a comic character kind of like B-string? Yeah, basically when Iron Man, before Iron Man 2008, Iron Man was like, like... Maybe C, C rank, B rank, like Iron Man, like no one, he he wasn't really popular at all during that time. But that made a, a relatively, you know, side character become... A household name. Everybody knows Iron Man. Even if you don't care about comics or comic movies, you still know who Iron Man is. He's mm-hmm. literally a household name these days. And that's that's because Marvel like took a risk. They trusted their directors in their direction, and they got like really awesome talent. Like they like Robert Downey Jr. is how is is, is Tony Stark. It was Robert Downey Jr.'s renaissance. Like it was exactly. after he'd come back from rehab and yeah. he had his downfall. That was like how he came back. Mm-hmm. into the like, doing things and being popular again and people and, liking him again <laughs> for sure and like another thing with with marvel like they, they just they take bold risks and choices and, it's, and especially with you know with with the superhero movies there's lots of like rights issues so like certain characters are with fox and sony and whatever other studios and you know Marvel, instead of be like, oh shit, well, we can't do this character, they think outside the box and like, hey, let's, we have this giant treasure trove, this giant toy box, let's, let's dig in, let's see what these, what makes these characters tick and do something with it. But like, you know, like 10 years ago, 
or you, no one ever ever thought like in comic book circles they would ever get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and now everyone knows it, like what and who Guardians is, and it's just like absolutely. And never in a million years would I think that. And and he is one of my most favorite Marvel characters. I never would have thought that Ant Man was able to get a standalone movie and a good one at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fact that Marvel was just like, hey, why don't we make a, a, a Ant Man movie? And they were able to like successfully do it. They took that risk, and I feel like that's a risk that DC doesn't want to do. They only want to go on characters that you know. Mm-hmm. And think- only now are they starting to expand things where they came out with Suicide Squad, now they're going to do an Aquaman movie. And, like, in my opinion, Aquaman's another character that I don't think is going to be able to have a standalone movie, but I'm pretty sure DC will surprise me with that. Mm. Uh, I, I think my biggest problem with DC is it, the, the whole argument about they didn't Marvel had more time doesn't hold weight for another reason. And that's oh. because it, the, you guys already mentioned a few of them. Like, Mar- DC's been making better uh, or uh, just any movies longer than Marvel. But that aside, even if they want to reuse popular characters like Batman Superman, it kind of makes sense because they're popular. You yeah. know, people love Batman. People love Superman. That's fine. But take your time. Don't rush into it. The reason that they made Justice they did, I'm convinced, so they didn't have to try and bring it out a decade after. Like, they wanted their team quick. Mm-hmm. They yeah. wanted to make, they wanted to try and compete with the Avengers. And they've fallen short because... People didn't really like, like. We didn't have any introduction to Batman until until Bat, Ben Affleck Batman until he was going up against Superman, and people weren't really sold on Man of Steel either. There's the diehard passionate fans who love Man of Steel, but as someone who again is into big comic books, like I fell in love with the MCU because I loved the movies they were putting out. I hated Man of Steel, and I only eventually saw Batman because I was like, "Hey, how are they doing this? What over looks pretty cool." I don't, I'm not going to pass judgment on Batman or Ben Affleck Batman until I've seen it. And I think that's an interesting I, I also think I was curious, that, but I was I, not impressed. I also think that DC does their movies in a way to strictly kind of go for the, the comic book reader. And sure. Marvel is going at it, well, well, if you've never read a Guardians of the Galaxy comic, here's your introduction to them. Yeah. And gives you all of this, like, information on them that feels feels familiar to someone who's never dealt with guardians of the galaxy for example before and it it makes it feel new enough for comic book readers to be like yeah this movie was excellent it didn't feel like a drag or like like i've seen it before which is which always bothers me is like dc you just i don't just steal their model it's fine you, I mean, yeah, you still have you still have your IP, and you still have these amazing League of Characters. You can. Oh, what the hell? That's oh, me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, you can still do great things using the same model or formula. I, just, DC. I think. I think my the MCU oh, surprised me. DC Universe, in terms of surprising, mm. I. I have been very let down. I was thoroughly unimpressed with Man of Steel. Except, Wonder, except Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes. That is the one and Wonder only Woman. exception. Mm. Right. So what what are they what are they not getting? Is it because it's old curmudgeon men that refuse to adhere to uh, something new and different? 
Like there is nothing to fear from it because clearly they did something I, different with Wonder Woman, and it was a fucking huge success for them. I think. I think. Well, except uh, again, big exception, Wonder Woman. But I think WB and in general. Or the studio, the studio's ex, or the higher ups don't get why uh, the these characters are great. They don't make, they don't know what makes them tick, and they're they're also. To understand all of that, well, that's... you have an entire group of fans that understand all that. Maybe you should listen to them. Exactly. I know we don't have money, but you know. Yes, there's that, and I also think that they don't. I don't think they trust. Their their character or their creators or their the director's vision as much, um, because like with like like for example like, yes with with uh, Justice League, Zack Snyder had to had to leave early, um, but I, even then we, there there was whole all these like production woes and I feel like there was like lots of like micromanagement and which yes I I I get. Because a lot of, is rotting on Justice League. There's like we gotta catch up to it to the MCU. Uh, we gotta this gotta be profitable. But at the same time, it's just like, well, you gotta. I I don't think they they haven't found the formula on how to make their, those these characters work, uh, or, or what what makes a good superhero movie. And I in Marvel that has really done that. It's like, you know, strong comparing narratives, strong character development, um, you know, just fi like finding the appropriate tone for each character and willing be willing to take risks and like striking that balance. I mean, not everything has to be grimdark and not everything has to be like so over the top campy. And there's 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 a there's a middle ground. I just I think that they're a lot. So, I I think that their um their problem was trying to with Avengers when they Wait. should honestly be trying to do their own thing. Yeah. Maybe they'll surprise us with something else that comes out from them. But I just I while there are characters from DC that I prefer over some of the characters from the Marvel universe. I find myself gravitating towards the movies because when I watch those movies, I feel a connection. I feel like a like a profound connection watching these characters. Like I I don't cry and get except Peter Parker Wonder does. Woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> except Wonder Woman when I'm watching, but with Mar but with the way these Marvel movie things, I just I feel very connected. I there I think maybe people. I, I mean I also want to say there's. There's obvious reasons on why there are actors that started off with DC movies and end up being in Marvel movies, aka Tom Hardy as Bane slash Venom, or Lawrence um, Fishburne, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, her. her oh, yeah. Oh, no, okay. not, not Captain Marvel. He's going to be in uh, Ant-Man: The Wasp. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, then there's also um, why the fuck am I spacing on his name? Ryan Reynolds. Who was Green Lantern and now is Deadpool? Yeah, and so that's not necessarily MCU. It's Marvel, but it's not MCU. Yet. It's not MCU I just, yet, but I just think yeah. these actors are starting that. Up. So I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say sorry. Yes, I had Marvel. Uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Zach. And yes, I'm not saying that Marvel hasn't had any bad movies. I'm not saying but, that either. But um, <coughs> I, I will I will like to say that at least their characters can like reprise their role as a different character in a different Marvel movie. 
Bless you, Ryan. <laughs> Bless you. Such as such as both human torches being in new MC. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just gonna say sorry I had to pop away for that phone call. Uh, but after taking a phone call and coming back and uh, we're still on DC, I think we should change tech and get back to either Avengers or uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> for moving on, given. Yeah. Sorry, I just got real nasal there. That's all good. Okay. Um, so I would be curious to see or to get your thoughts. Um, where do we go from here? Let's let's do some theory crafting. What's gonna happen in uh, Avengers Endgame or Infinity Crusade or whatever title or Infinity War Part Two? What's gonna ha- What is the first scene? It's that- gonna be called Avengers Infinity Four. Yes. Infinity Four. <laughs> Infinity Four. <laughs> I'm very proud of my puns and the terrible ones. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I would so have accepted it more if the Fantastic Four was... Yo, <laughs> yo, I mean, it's only a year no, away. That is, okay, that is a group of people that we just need to leave the fuck alone. No, 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 no. no, no, no. MCU, no, right. MCU no, no, shall rebuild had, them on, into... Hold um, on, hold on. Fox, Fox has not done a Fantastic Four. There hasn't been a successful Fantastic Four movie yet. I because think Fox just... has because been Fox. fighting them. That's what, whatever, whatever the excuse is, I don't really care. My point is, is it has not been a successful one yet. Do you know how movie. much we owe the current MCU to Fantastic Four? Like, Absolutely. Uh, Fantastic Four is the unsung hero. They're the first superhero team. I'm not giving them credit for shit. So I, I think there's... Pro- just going back to the main conversation. <laughs> um, I, I have zero input on Fantastic Four. I haven't seen any movies. So I don't read the comics. You don't have to. You know what's the best Fantastic Four movie? The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they come to the MCU, I really won't care about them. Um, so going forward, there have been set photos from Avengers 4 with Tony and Steve and Thor and uh, Hulk and them like in their Avengers 1 outfit. Um, Thor with long hair. Tony wearing the shirt he's wearing at the confrontation in New York. Like, it's it's all, it's, there's some time stone fuckery going on, I'm sure. Time stone and or reality stone. But I'm really interested to see what's up with that because uh, I want to know if it's like he, Thanos used the time stone to take them all back to the battle in New York or if he's just showing them alternate reality. I don't know, because we made the point earlier how after people disintegrate and go, went away, among those left were the main Avengers from Avengers 1. So I'm really interested to see where that's going to go, what that has to do. I agree with you that I do think it's going to have to, if not completely, revolve around one or both of those stones. I will say where I am concerned about all is I do get concerned that if it's not done right, it will feel cheap and will not only cheapen the movie, destroy it, and any sort of emotional... Uh, sure. connection we had with it i think that it needs to be done tastefully something that doesn't completely destroy the plot or the writing and again doesn't feel cheap so no like, like no like unwarranted or undeserved deus ex mocking exactly i feel like i feel like there are some people that are actually going to have to stay dead or disintegrated i think that oh, there yeah. are going to be core avengers that are going to have to die and i'm really okay with it but they have to do it right i feel like now after all of this we are at such a sensitive point in this that you have to be like chill with it and of course i'm saying this like they're like they haven't already done a lot of the filming i read uh i read somewhere that they 
filmed both of these like back to back essentially. Yeah, yeah. It was like January yeah. 2017 to January 2018. I'm pretty sure most of the filming is wrapped. Like they they might have a couple of reshoots, but I'm pretty sure it's all wrapped. Right. Um, so like it's not like so we can act, like theorize. It's already done. But what I'm hoping this is it's it's my sincere hope that they don't completely Infinity War. And whatever they manage to accomplish is done just as beautifully as this. So I'm, I'm like, obviously the stones are going to have to get involved. They wouldn't have harped on all of this shit if they weren't a little worried. Well, with such a high bar set in Infinity War, it's understandable. Yeah. So I think that they have a lot to live up to. I'm not against them bringing people back. Obviously it happened. Mm. I just, I just think that there's going to be a way to accomplish it that doesn't feel that does like... it justice exactly i i have full faith that they, and um there is statement that infinity well avengers 4 is longer than infinity like the runtime so i'd be okay with that if it keeps so up the same pace won't know well difference. yeah that's what i was just gonna say as long as they're able to maintain the pace that this movie maintained which even at the end after everyone vanished i was still there like I know this movie is going to end like any second, but I want more already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's how I felt. Mm -hmm. As emotional I as I was, I was ready to like sit there for another three hours and watch oh, another absolutely. <laughs> I would have done that hands down. I absolutely. Um, and I, I, I agree on your point that they do, they're going to have to keep some characters dead and they are going to have to do it in like a tasteful manner. Mm -hmm. But I have full faith in Marvel. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put all my faith in it because I like going in not not with low expectations, but being excited but, uh, of like. You see, in my opinion, Marvel has set the bar so high that I right. feel like that I feel like I can set high expectations, and they will almost all the time exceed those expectations. I'm very worried at this point that we are on such a high right now with this one coming off of this that our expectations for Captain Marvel and the conclusion of the Avengers is going to be so high that I am very afraid that maybe not the of in, of Infinity War but at the very least Captain Marvel might serious and it might be the first like true failure that i think we've had so far i'm re i really like i don't want that to happen but it is a legitimate concern that we've now hyped this up and we're on this fucking high with all of this that it'll either be stellar and will let us ride that wave all the way to, or we'll watch it and be like you went from war to this what were well i think with the intense amount of talent you know, between directors and actors and every single person who's involved, uh, from like the, from the the stunt crew or like the PA all the way up to the top to Kevin Feige. I don't. I they've they, they've been working on their craft for ten years. I don't think they will drop the ball as yeah. epically as really we fear. I really hope they don't. I really hope they don't. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna. Definitely not. Um. So I think. Um. I think we should wrap this up soon. Uh, before before we wrap it up, I actually have one question, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't I don't know if Ryan will ask this question. Okay. Um, but what villain would you like to see for the next Avengers movie after the Thanos arc? So this will that be Phase Phase Five? So it'll be yeah. Phase Four. Phase Four. Phase four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because every time, yeah. 
I actually can't answer this question, but I would just like to say anybody but... So, well, the first Wait, Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie's villain was Loki. Mm. The second mm. Avengers movie villain was Ultron. The third and the fourth is Thanos. So, like, for Avengers 5, who would you like? To oh, shit. Oh. My opinion, it would be a tie between, fuck, like, three people total. So, I would like to A, either see Galactus, B, Doctor Doom, or C, oh. I think the best villain that they could throw in right now would be Taskmaster. Okay, okay. Okay, but, from, uh, okay so now, wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. I have a question, Andy. Yes. Can they bring Doctor Doom into this without touching Fantastic Four at this point? No, but Fantastic Four will be with them in their rights from next year, so that's okay. I, I think what they could do is make, and Stan and I have talked about this on the show, they can make a Doctor Doom movie and have the Fantastic Four as, like, background. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Doctor Doom has that. enough content so, to, like, have a standalone movie. I could get on board with that. That'd be a neat way to introduce them before having, giving them their own movie. Exactly. So kind of like Black time. Panther and Peter Parker in Civil War. Yep. They were, they were there and they were important in their own right, but it wasn't their story. They were just part of it. Or they can also do scrolls. Scrolls would be cool. I mean, with Captain Marvel, the the, the Kree and the scrolls are gonna be. Yeah, girl, sounds good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, scrolls are gonna be bad guys in Captain Marvel, like Chris said. Mm. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Uh, oh, now you know. <laughs> I know now. Mm -hmm. uh... that's, that's something a lot of people like since that was announced a few months ago. That's something that people have been thinking about. Like, oh, they're gonna introduce scrolls in the '90s in Captain Marvel. What does that mean for Avengers Four? Like, is that are scrolls gonna be? Are there gonna be scrolls on the Avengers team that have been scrolls the whole time? Yeah. Or... For those who don't know, scrolls are like are a race of shapeshifters who take on like and the the whole identity, the right? Whole, like their memories. Yeah. Their... So like mm -hmm. the whole thing was uh the scrolls like in the storyline, the scrolls actually like infiltrate the Avengers, and um it somehow gets leaked that like one of them is a scroll, and it becomes this whole like. Well, who is it? And no one trusts mm -hmm. anyone, and it's fucking. Okay, insane. well, who does it end up being? Uh, there's, there's a bunch of them. There's oh, like so many. I really hope they don't do that. That'll just piss me right <laughs> the fuck off. <laughs> See, I all know. those people that disintegrated. He was actually eliminated with scrolls. He was the good guy all along. Oh, did that no. a favor. What if, what if that. all the people, that's cheap. No, I actually like that. It's like Marvel. That that was really ballsy. Well done. Well done. What about, oh my god, no, that's a cheap way out. What if they decide scroll? What if they decide scroll? <laughs> Peter Parker oh, scroll. I will be so see this is the bullshit or, I'm worried about. What if the people that died are the people that remained alive are actually the scrolls? And that's Again, why I had the power to stay cheap alive. way out. I would get pissed there too. It's pretty funny though. Pretty funny. <laughs> I love theory crafting. I love it. Honestly, if, <laughs> that's, if that's a thing that they decided to do, I would feel like I was so many emotions on Infinity War. Throw your popcorn and Coca-Cola at the theater screen. I would leave the fucking theater. I'd be like, are you joking? I would throw the tip of popcorn down and be like, I'm out. So sidebar, Stan messaged in our group chat a minute ago saying that he is 100% horizontal for this film. So he's in the cinema now waiting for it to start. <gasps> And he's like reclined in a chair. And I vote that we use this picture as the thumbnail for this episode. And yes. Not tell him. <laughs> I mean, he's going to edit this, so he'll know. 
There you go. Stan, uh, then it will use be too that late. picture. What's okay, that? Stan, we're using this without your express yes. permission. <laughs> this is not for Now we're just warning you, but it's it's already happened. We're speaking to you. <laughs> Man, Andy, that was such a killer question. Yeah, I, fuck you, Andy. I, I mean, Galact <laughs> Galactus, I mean, in terms of, like, just existential level threats, you know, Galactus is, like, a pretty, like, uh, a pretty good one. Um, Doctor Doom, I, I, I'm really curious to see what an, what a, a actually good or amazing Doctor Doom will look like, cause all the ones we've gotten so far are total oh, shit, uh, total pieces of shit. Um, in a Maybe. since since uh, X Men is coming back to Marvel, I mean, oh, I would man. love to see like, uh, I don't know, I mean, Maybe I mean, Doctor Doom could be the next Thanos, where they tease him for five movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Instead of being Avengers five, he could be Avengers. Seven. Oh. <laughs> to build them up. I hope. I mean, have we really? Maybe, maybe this wouldn't necessarily be an Avengers movie, but uh, I always love that short film where the real Mandarin contacts oh, yeah. uh, Ben Kingsley, and it's like, oh yeah. shit, the Mandarin's real. Like, I would love to see a, a movie about that. Especially since this, the was it the Nine Rings? Yes, or the Ten Rings. Ten Rings. Ten Rings. The Ten Rings have been again drip fed since iron man one like the the guys that steal or that uh kidnap tony stark and have him in that cave there's a big banner behind them with the 10 rings mm -hmm. and plus the mandarin in iron man 3 you know that's he's like the leader of the 10 rings right because mm -hmm. he has the 10 rings on his fingers literally but and then also there's a deleted scene in ant-man where when uh darren cross is trying to sell his product his suit to potential buyers there's one of the buyers in the crowd who you can see a tattoo on his neck of the Ten Rings. Ooh, like it's, it's a deleted scene, and it's not, but it's it's again they're drip feeding it. They're keeping like they know that the Mandarin is still there. They know that he's in the background somewhere just watching. So I think that would actually be a pretty good one to have come up soon. Okay, know? you know that's my answer. The Mandarin. Yes, I'm sold. I'd be okay with that. I'd, I'd, I'd be, be okay more okay with that than Doctor Fucking Doom at this point. I don't tell him to stand. He loves Doom. I, it's well, especially okay. it's not, it's well again, you can, you can leave Doom for later. I just think that they have failed so much with Fantastic Four so far. I really don't want another excuse to try and. Yeah, that's what you do. Is you do Mandarin for Avengers five, or you know something leading up to it, uh, and then have Doctor Doom for Avengers when Maybe you've had enough time to properly. Right I can agree with that. I could be yeah. down for that. Stay. Um. Sorry. Ooh. Uh. Zach. How much time? Oh. Have... Wow. You, uh, Zach. Uh, Zach. You. You really have replaced Stan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Stan. Uh. How much time? Uh, you. You should give our final I, ratings and then. I need to go pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's. I'm okay. So I think we. We talked about for almost two hours about all of our adventures thoughts. I think we had a lot of good points. So let's go down to the final judgment. The final rating. So. Uh, what's our rating system? It's gonna be five out of five, or I think it should be out of six infinity. Still. Yes, okay, excellent. Excellent. So, who wants to start? I give it five out of six. Okay, okay, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. The missing one is obviously the soul stone. Well, for it... how much praise I've spotted, I had a couple nitpicky gripes, like. There were a few of the scenes that I thought were a bit campy. And, like, I don't mind camp. Like, I thought Captain America the First Avenger was pretty campy. But, like, the whole movie was comic book feeling. And, like, I thought it was camp done right, not camp as in. But, like, for instance, when Gamora dies, like, Thanos shoves her off the cliff. And that's such a big, dramatic, important moment. 
and it like shows him pushing her off. It shows her falling, and then the next time you see her, she's just kind of laying on the ground. There's no blood. There's no like broken bone. There's no injury. For how dark I thought her. I thought I saw like blood. green blood there, coming out of her head. Blood. Okay, well I missed that. I thought it looked a bit like very, very. Uh, it it blends in with the background. And, okay. And I think that um, it was a poor choice of lighting. Could but there be. definitely was blood there. Cause okay, I, I'll I, keep an eye on it on my, I on my specifically looked for that because once Gamora got dropped, I was like, well, if there's no blood, she's not dead. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I need to find the blood. And then there, there were also a couple of bits like with the slow-mo bits. Like when Thanos gets the like one of the final stones and oh, he gets yeah. the time stone and he goes to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And like all the Avengers are going one-on-one with him. And it's like the Thor or the, the Hulk one where Banner's in the Hulkbuster and he goes to punch him and uh, Thanos flips him over and like use the reality stone or whatever to like encase him in the in the rock beside like that was really cool. But like then there's about half a dozen other Avengers or heroes that have a slow motion run up to him and then slow motion flung to the side and run up and then flung to the side and it all just looked a bit easy and such a big dramatic important so <laughs> It, I really loved the movie. I thought it did a lot of stuff right. I just had a couple nitpicky bits that keep it just shy of six out of six. So five out of six. That's so good. Well, I, I give it a full gauntlet. A full <laughs> gauntlet. Oh. Out of six. I like it. So, Andy, uh, since it's a full gauntlet, what did you kill to get the soul stone? Who did... Because, I mean, Zach, uh, he, well, he, he didn't get the soul stone. He's fine. Well, he still has his soul. Clearly, I don't know who to kill. Well, Obviously, my soul stone was gotten when Peter died, so... Oh, uh, okay. Broke my heart. Peter, if, if you guys haven't fucking listened to this podcast since the beginning... Spoilers. Uh, my two <laughs> oh, favorite... That. No, I mean, like, like the podcast in general. Super Nerd Pals in general. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> if, if you have not listened to Super Nerd Pals since the beginning, then you do not know that my favorite comic book characters are Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Dick Grayson Robin. But yeah, so that, that moment where Peter died struck me yeah. in the heart very yeah. heavy. Yeah. And that is how I got my soul stone. Yeah. <laughs> there were many tears that were so yes. Ryan, Ryan what's your rating? Full gauntlet. <laughs> totally. Uh, like 150 fucking... Um, so for, for me, originally, um, I was going to give it five out of six stones. Uh, like before we started recording, because there were those mm. questions that we brought up during the show, where it's like, sure. ah. But then now that I'm talking with talking about with you guys, and now that I had some time to ruminate and like let it digest, it's like, yeah, it's like th- th- these points were explainable, uh, or explained away, or they-, they made sense, and it's like maybe it's just like, oh god, I was just, I was just so full of feels, but now I can think about it ra- ra- somewhat more rationally, um. And I just, I'm going to give it a full gauntlet as well. Um, nice. Fair. It's just, I think from a, just a movie making standpoint, it's just such a huge undergoing. Uh, they they were dealing with, uh, God knows, like, what, 30-something characters, either main or side yeah. or B characters. And, oh, yeah, they, and, um, and they, they really managed to um, nail down this, pervasive like crushing despair uh of uh, 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 this this crushing and like grim dark tone which is not you don't really see in a lot of or uh, uh, this is not something we, we typically see in the mcu movie but like it works 
because of the content and but they they still had that classic levity and humor and they took uh like uh directorial notes and bits and tones from from formula tested and driven movies like you had a lot of the the quirky awe and humor from the 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 cosmic movies guardians and thor ragnarok specifically and he still had like these really great character moments that we got a lot of from spidey homecoming which they just they transplanted over into the growing relationship between tony and peter uh you had everyone had a moment to shine the action was top notch so um yes full gauntlet and um what did i lose or give up to get mine uh uh i guess i guess like i don't know maybe my my resignation that dc make dc can't just dc can never catch up i mean wonder woman i love wonder woman dc is what died to get you the soul stone exactly exactly (laughs) yes dc is what died to give me the soul the soul stone because i love wonder woman that's like and i love batman i'm such a huge batman fan but like Hands down, movies, cinematic wise, just M- MCU forever in the in the lead. Unless, unless some I don't know, some time traveler from beyond comes comes back and rewrites history and makes DC movies the cream of the crop. But who knows? Uh, well, they were once upon a time. Maybe somebody already came back to make Marvel better. All right, I'll I'll say, I'll say that um to that Chris. At mm-hmm. least DC has comic books. Yes. Their comic books are way better written than And at, And at least DC has their animated movie line. And, you know, Batman Ninja's coming out. I'm so well, hyped for that. I'm so. actually really... Well, uh, that has been the episode of Super Nerd Pals uh, spoiler cast. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Final result is, uh, I guess if we're doing average, it's a 5.75 out of 6. Nice. Pretty good. And then uh, Stan right now is uh, watching the film, and we'll we'll get his thoughts, and we'll we'll be spliced in post production style. So we'll get to hear I Stan's. Thoughts. I kind of want him to while editing this, just like at, like he'll just have him record five seconds here, ten seconds there, and a minute and a half when he talks. That like, would just, be great. Like, <laughs> That would be so much work, but it would be so amazing. Just a live yeah, voiceover commentary while editing the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. As <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Um. um but uh, in this closing, we actually have a bit of news. Um. So Zach, do you want to introduce the news? Sure. So uh, I, I, listeners of Super New Pals may know that I've been on a few episodes before, but I'm not actually a proper host like Ryan. Yoshi started off as a guest and came on as a host eventually. Uh. I am not becoming a host of Super Nerd Pals, but I am joining Super Nerd Pals Network. We're getting a network of sorts. Um, I'm going to be starting up my own podcast focused on Kingdom Hearts. If you've listened to the episodes I've been on before, I always somehow manage to wriggle in some sort of chatter about Kingdom Hearts. Favorite video game series has been for a long time. And it's called Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff, or Chaos for short. Uh, It's going to be airing uh, fortnightly. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. It, it's gonna be alternating with super new pals so it'll be like super new pals this week and then next week episode one of chaos is gonna air and it'll just alternate from there unless something but that's gonna be a schedule uh it's basically about looking at kingdom hearts from different angles uh i'm i consider myself to be such a huge fan of the series but i always like hearing different viewpoints especially if people don't necessarily know much about it um 
maybe you've tried the games and you didn't really get into them or it became a bit too complicated you gave up after two uh whatever but i just i want to turn more people onto the series or if people are already into the series that i want to talk to them more about in-depth stuff so uh there are gonna be two basic setups for episodes uh i want to have a different guest on every week and if they're a guest who's not familiar with the series or who uh, once what's familiar it has fallen out, I want them to come to the show with a topic of their choosing. It could be about anything. So, like, the first episode, I've got four episodes recorded already, so they're ready to go. Uh, the first episode, uh, my friend Nikolai wanted to talk about video game remasters. So we talk about those in general, and then we get on to how that topic relates to Kingdom Hearts. You know, there's obviously... Uh, another episode, one of my friends hosts a podcast of his own, and he wants to talk about podcasts. So I take that episode, kind of delve more into what chaos is, and we talk about, like, who would host a podcast in the Kingdom Hearts universe and stuff like that. We just have a bit of fun. Uh, so I want to have fresh guests on every week and just talk about Kingdom Hearts. If they don't know about Kingdom Hearts at all, I want to tell them why they would be interested in it based on their... So the topics don't have to be video game related. They can be related to whatever you like. You like archaeology, you like politics, you like video games whatever it just i want to it'll allow me series in ways i may not have thought to think about it before uh look at it from different angles maybe look into more trivia and then the other episodes will be if i have a guest on who's already a fan i'm not trying to sell them on, but instead i want them to come with a topic of their choosing again but based on kingdom hearts so maybe someone wants to look at the world of agrabah throughout this and maybe they want to talk about their favorite song or song or a character that you want to <clears throat> excuse me, that you want to go a bit more in depth on. You want to learn all about Xehanort, <coughs> Andy. Um, <laughs> Andy's going to be a special guest in the future. We're going to talk about Xehanort, just spoilers. Um, so yeah, it's, it's Cake Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. That's what it, the title is, and that's what it's about. And uh, if you want to listen to Chaos Cast, you don't have to do anything extra. It's going to be in the same RSS feed as King, uh, as Super Nerd Pals. So, yes. uh, it, uh, yeah. According to Stan, what I talked to him previously, he said episode one is slated to go up on May 9th. So yes. a week after this episode. is. Yeah, yep. so if you're listening to this episode now and you're not subscribed, head over to iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other podcast player of your choice. Uh, you can find us uh, on any of those platforms and hit that subscribe button and stay tuned. Now, Woo! I do have a bit of a disclaimer. Uh, it... Episode one that's going to air next week is a bit rough around the edges. There's no like intro or explanation. It just kind of goes straight into conversation uh, while I, because I've never hosted before. So it's my first, uh, it's my first jump into actually hosting a show. In hey, listen, so... when Stan and I started this, <laughs> when Stan and I started this, we didn't know yeah. what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, we yeah. We just rolled and with the punches. It's with everybody. I'm just, I'm just letting people know who are used to the high quality content that they're used to from Surfer Nerd Pals, it may take a few episodes for me to get in the groove, but four episodes deep and I'm feeling a bit better, so. Zach, it's okay. You're part of the part of the family now. It's all good. And, Welcome and, to the family! Woo! Hey. That reminds me of Resident Evil 7. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so with that, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, yeah. Any last words before we peace out into the void? And, I don't know, maybe we'll be all a bunch of ashes until... Someone can revive us. I don't know. Or, or a time stone. A time stone will reverse everything. It'll be fine. Dear. I've got nothing. I nothing. think that's everything. Well, uh, I just enjoy Infinity War. Uh, give Marvel all the money so they have even more monies to make even more dope phases. Phase 10. Phase 20. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure to subscribe to us. As Chris said, get all the, all the 
good stuff from Super Nerd Pals and starting on May 9th. May 9th. Yes. May 9th Chaos Cast. Yes. Yes. Oh, Avengers 5. The the main villain is the Heartless. It's canon. (laughs) (laughs) Once you listen to Chaos, uh, if you have any tips or comments or suggestions, then, or if you want to be on the show, you know, find us on facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. Filling in for Stan. Or um, email us at pals at supernerdpals.com. Or yeah, you can so find us on Twitter. Is that at Super so Nerd far, Pals. Just saying. So, so far, I've just had like friends and personal acquaintances on the show. Uh, but I'm happy to take anybody. Like, if you're interested in the show, hit us up and we'll see what we can arrange. Yeah. Stay tuned. May 9th. Woo. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. And enjoy Avengers Affinity War. Enjoy Chaos Cast when that comes out. And uh, and let us know your thoughts on Avengers. Hell yeah. yeah. If you thought it was a bad movie, convince me. Yes. Yes. You'd be wrong. But You're going to lose. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys uh, for listening. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.